This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So tonight we have an unbelievable shiur, and it's going to be Vazad Hashem. Uh, tonight we have Luni Shmat Shoshana Ariel Batrut and Loris Bat Latife. Of course, all the Parnasat to the donors. Vazad Hashem, Shavatzlacha, and Bracha. We have to know one great lesson. And it says in this week's parasha, Ki tetzela melchama olaivecha veshavita, right? What, is it, what does it mean, ki tetzela melchama olaivecha? What does that mean? What does that mean? Anybody know what that means? You're going to war with your enemy. And everybody knows that all the chachamim and all the rabbis, they're doresh. Just move over a little bit this way so I can see the cameras of this. We're also here a little bit. So he says, what is it? It means like this. It means when a person's going out to war, veshavita shavyo. Now it means the war, of course. While Imusad bring it out and others bring it out. When you're going to Milchama Al Oyvecha. Now, who's your Oyev? Who's the Oyev? The Oyev is the Yetzirara. When you're going to Milchama Al Oyvecha, when you're going to the fight, the Oyev. Now, one of the things that the Oyev wants to take away from you, is something called Yeush. You ever hear of that before in your life? Yeush means giving up hope. Yeah! You had dreams to get tzaddik, to this, be tzaddiket. And then, as you grow older, sometimes a person might say, yeah, I'm not that uh, religious. And he gives up. Says one of the things the Yitzhak wants from you, he wants you to give up. Yush. And we have a rule, right? En Yush Ba'olam Klal. There's never Yush. You know, the Midrash brings down, Midrash says that there was, Midrash says, that there was a Chokhmah. They came to Chokhmah and they asked Chokhmah. Chokhmah. What happens when heaven forbid a person does Avera? He says, Chokhmah answered, Has Shalom, Bed will run after. That person. He created some Malach, Bed Malach. They asked the Nevi'im. What happens when a person sins? Navi says, Chayav Mita. He says, what do you mean? When you sin, you Chayav Mita. How could that be? What's the, what's the understanding to that? It makes sense, right? At the end of the day, you know what the Halakha says? The Halakha says, if Hasve Shalom, a person doing Avera, Hasve Shalom, how much do you spend in order not to do the Avera? Let's say, for example, how much do you spend not to do the Avera? You know what the Halakha says? All, everything that you have. If a person has for Shalom, he has to spend everything that he has in order to save himself from sin. It says it's worth it to give everything. You have to give everything away, not to sin. You understand? This is Halakha Lama'aseh, but Mashallah Ruch says this. You understand what it is not to uh, sin? You, can, can we realize what's a sin? Think about it. You went against Hashem. You went against the king. Has Shalom. That's what the Nevi'im was saying. 
they came to the Torah. What happens in a person's sin? He says, Kapara. How do you do Kapara? There's a Korban, there's a this, there's a that. And then they came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And they asked Hashem, Hashem, what do you do in a person's sin? What's the answer? Tshuva. Tshuva. You come back to Hashem. You come back to Hashem. And tshuva means really you're coming back to yourself. You know why? Because let me explain to you a little bit. When a person sins, has shalom, he has like a klipa. You ever hear of that in like a term klipa? You ever hear of that? Like, like a peel. Like something, a shell over his neshama of sin. Now, you do more sin, has shalom, more and more and more and more and more. But when you do tshuva, tshuva comes, what you're doing is, you're peeling off one piece of the klipa, the next piece of the klipa, until your neshama shines back again. Teshuvah, you're not only coming back to Hashem, you're coming back to yourself. Because when you do tshuva and you're saying, I don't want to do this anymore, I hate doing this, what do I do? Shema Yisrael, I can't, I don't know how it's going to be. What you're doing in essence at that moment is, you're peeling away. You're peeling away that kilipah that was built, that you did with the sin. That's what's happening with tshuva. That's what's happening. And therefore, how does the Yetzirah do it sometimes? He says, ah, what am I going to do? And he's going to give up hope. Well, I have news for you. There's two ways of becoming tahor. Right? One way is a mikveh. Right? We know, I'm saying, I'm not telling you. One way is tahor, mikveh. The second way is hazaah. You ever hear what hazaah means? You know what hazaah is? Hazaah is you sprinkle. You sprinkle. Right? Let's say, parah dumah. The third and seventh day is a sprinkle. So you have... Mikveh, and you have the Hazaah. Now, what am I telling you this for? Because a person, if he does Hazaah a little bit and goes on him, he becomes fully pure as well. So now, what am I, what am I trying to say? Sometimes a person feels that he has to make a crazy change, and, and if not, not. But you have to understand, if you build on what you're doing even more, you could have that tahara. I'm not saying don't do the mikveh way. Don't go, yeah, flip out, you want to change yourself, great. But sometimes a person, even by changing a little bit, even by changing a minute little bit, he gets tahara. Don't give up. Do a little bit. Do a little bit, do a little bit, and you'll see more and more when you started coming back, you took your first step, they opened it up for you in Shemaim. Kol mi mesayinoto. You put your foot a little bit, and Hashem will open up the doors. Ptachli petach shel open up just a petach a little bit, I'll open up the whole hole for you. I'll open up everything. But what? That needle's got to, you know, sometimes it hurts in the beginning when you poke a needle. 
but it could change your entire being and your entire life. Do you understand what we're saying here today? Open up a little bit to Borei Olam. You open up a little bit, Hashem says, oh, you started the step? Don't give up hope. You started? I'll make sure. How do I know that? From this week's parasha. What does it speak about? It speaks about Shiloh Hakan. You have a bird, you have a this, you have a that. Oh, you see a mother's bird on the nest, shoot away the mother's bird, throw away the mother's bird, and take the eggs. What does it say after that later on? It speaks about, oh, when you bought a house. Kitivne by Hadash. You bought a house, now what do you do? You make a fence, mitzvah from the Torah to make a fence. How's Vishalom? A person has a house, he has to have safety in his house. And what's part of the safety? Of putting a fence. A person was telling me that, that they were building like a deck in the pool. They had a pool, and they had on the second floor, it's a true story, they were, having, they were doing construction on the, they moved in the house. They moved in the house, it was in the summer, they moved in the house, the pool was out, out in the back, and they had a, like a small pool house, type of small house like that. And on the second floor deck, they didn't put the fence yet. They're going to fill it up. They didn't put it yet. They moved in. What happens? Baruch Hashem, everything was safe. But some, of the, some friends came over, and the mother flipped out. What were they doing? They were jumping from the second floor deck into the pool. Oh, if the guy missed a little bit, and that's why it's so important. You have to have safety in your house. Safety is in your house. from the Torah. is not a joke. You have to have the safety precautions. Maybe a fire alarm. Sometimes a fire alarm could, 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 could save lives. Carbon dioxide, they have that. You put it on the, on the thing. You know what I'm talking about? The, the smoke alarm. You have the, the smoke alarm, the, 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 the this. Sprinklers, because you're in the business of sprinklers, right? Oh no, okay. <laughs> right? So he says like that, well, huh? that, that they have the sprinkler safety. I'm just trying to bring out all these different cases. Why? Safety. Now, how did this, what does it say? Why is it after Shiloh Hakan? Why? So there's a she says, there's a mitzvah, go to the mitzvah. What happens? You do one mitzvah, Hashem gives you another opportunity to do the mitzvah, then you have another opportunity to mitzvah. Then you have another opportunity mitzvah. And why? Because you started with doing one mitzvah. What do you see from there? Open up a little bit. Hashem says, get your foot wet. And I will take care of the rest for you. Just, just come close. Shuvah is just lashu. Come close to me. Take upon yourself something. Move a little bit. Move a little bit and you'll see that I'll hold your hand, I'll come to the end. And don't let the Yetzirah get you, oh, I did it, I don't see where's that shit. No, no, don't say that. Don't say the Yetzirah is getting you ready. Say, continue. You need another foot, another foot. It's like when you go into the pool. You ever go into a pool? In the beginning, you go into the pool, you put your foot in, and then you put your foot in. Just go! So this guy just jump. you feel, oh, okay, it cool, cools down. But you go a little bit in, a little bit outside, it's, ah, ah. Then you go in, it feels great. Now it feels great. You did a little bit, little bit, little bit. You got in now, feels great. Ah, but what? It's the it's the first it's the first it's the first step. You gotta do the first step. Mitzvah, Gorer Mitzvah. Hashem will help you do more mitzvot. And we see from this week, 
Right after, mitzvah, gorer mitzvah, another mitzvah, another mitzvah, another mitzvah. Why? He did one mitzvah. It started rolling. It started the step. Just start and you'll see. Just start and you'll see. Just start and you'll see. You know, when, who started the daf yomi? Anybody know who started the daf yomi? Who started daf yomi? What's his name? Rabbi? Amel Milublin. And when he started it, the first time he started, he got all the rabbis in the room. And everybody's sitting there waiting to hear what's about to go, go on. Very important, what's about to go on. And he says, how awesome would it be if everybody will learn the same thing at the same time and wherever you want in the world, you'll be able to, let's say you're traveling for, for, for something, you meet a guy next to you, he has the same seat next to you in the, in the plane, whatever it is. Oh, and you know already which Gemara you're learning and he's learning because he learned in Daf. How cool would that be? And it launched, and the whole world till today, what are they doing? The daf. Daf yomi, daf yomi, daf yomi. And you know how much schut Ramayim Milublin has for starting it? What is schut? And they said at the time of the meeting, every rabbi was like, oh, I'm so jealous of the schut, I'm so jealous of the schut. Think about the schut. Wow, I'm so jealous of that zechut. Imagine you had the zechut to change the whole world. Dafyomi, one one child like that. And you know what Yosef Kahaneman said? The Rosh Hashiva of Panovich. He says, I'm not jealous of the zechut that he started Dafyomi. I'm jealous of the zechut of the mitzvah that he did before this mitzvah that caused him to get this mitzvah. Because mitzvah... Koreret mitzvah. I wonder which mitzvah did he do before him that Hashem was mezakim for this mitzvah. You think it was a schut? You think just like that? Just happens, mitzvah just come, come out of the pop out of the brains? Hashem planted in his brain to make such an idea. Which mitzvah did he do before him? Why? Because, like we said, mitzvah koreret mitzvah. That's what it is. You started a little bit. You start a little bit, start a little bit, and you'll see, little by little, little by little. How many people got religious from somebody just saying over to him, just saying over to him? By the way, come to a class. Come to a class. How, people got religious. What did they do? Okay, they did an initiative, come to the class. What happens? They get to know the rabbi, they get to know the shul, they get to know the people. And before you know it, this guy's coming to Minyan every single day, praying three times a day, and he's in shiurim all the time. How? He put one step forward. That's the first lesson that you learn. Who's the oyev? The yetzerah. And he's always trying to get you. One of the ways, like we said, was, yush, give up. No, 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 no. Because it's so easy to come back on. You do one mitzvah. What does the Torah say? Go to another mitzvah. What another mitzvah? Another mitzvah. Another mitzvah, another mitzvah. Why? But what? You have to be active in actually putting the first step forward. You have to be active in actually going out. It says, Ki When you actually go out. Rabotai, this Yetzer Allah is always going to try to stop you from being active in mitzvot. Let me tell you something. I have an eyewitness over here in the back, Avi Ben Simhan. Listen to this. He calls me up 
Says, Rabbi, can I get a ride? Now, mind you, we're in the car. I drove here. It took about two hours and 15 minutes. That's how much the, 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 the map said. But we were able to get an hour and 45, right? I mean, we were able to drive a little quick. Got an hour and 45 minutes. Listen to this. Listen to this. We were schmoozing in the beginning, talking about him. How you doing? I didn't see him in a long time. I had to catch up. I didn't, I didn't see him in a long, long time. Say, Avi, how you doing? Back and forth, back and forth. Say, Avi, you know what? You know, we have another, you know, n- n- nice amount of time. You mind? We're going to hear some Torah. So I put Shior. What happens when I put Shior? You can ask him. He's in the back. I can show you my phone. From the time I put on the Shior, every maybe five minutes, I got a phone call. Before that, before the Shior, we're talking about his life. He's asking about my life. Half hour, 45 minutes, he's schmoozing back and forth. Okay, the second before the Shior, and you can see my phone and I'll be right on the SNL. Every five minutes, yeah. Every five minutes another phone call, another phone call, another phone call. I said, yes, I'm in the middle of learning some Torah over here. Now I'm calling Tach. And, and he's like, ah. But of course, some, some of the phone calls I had to pick up. It was very, very uh, what's, uh, urgent, whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. It can be my mother. Can, would have, I, it was a lot of things. Like, it's a cheshbon, maybe emergency. Then a person calls and takes me emergency. Rabbi, please pick up emergency. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But not emergency. So emergency, I had to pick up. But the other ones, they were just haki balash. You know, they just wanted to hack. Hey, Rabbi, what's up? I wanted to say hello. <laughs> but what? What happened? The Yetzirah tries, whenever you're trying doing something good, something good, something good, something good, something good, what happens? He's going to try to get in the way. And that's why you have to tetzay. You have to be strong. You have to be a warrior. Hashem doesn't need uh, uh, wusses. He doesn't need losers. He needs winners. What's a winner? The person does not give up. You don't want to be the loser. You know, in Shemaim, everybody's going to get medals. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like grand medals. That's where the real honor is at, right? After 120, hey, you know, you don't know if the guy's really honoring you, how you know what their honor is, where they give you, Hashem Himself says, you're my man. And how do you become his, how do you become Hashem's prince of, of, of honor? How? By Kitet Selim where you actively going to the Melchama against the Oyev actively fighting it out no matter what. And people, a lot of times, they'll shamble you for what you're doing. They'll always shamble you. They'll kill you. Ah, what are you doing? Ah, stop being religious. Ah, this, ah, that. Or you're going to higher levels in religion. Ah, what are you doing? You're too much already. Stop it. This, that, that, that. And you know inside, you're doing great. Continue. I got to continue going strong. I got to continue doing what's right. If this is what Hashem wants for me, this is what I'll do. And nobody's going to stop me. And everything will fall into your lap. I told you what happened. Sama Kolel. Sama Kolel. Joey Rari was the one who was writing the checks for me. You could ask him. Listen to this, what happened. What happened was like this. I was in the Kolel. And as I was leaving, it was a Wednesday. One of the people came over to me and says, we do not have a place to learn as a kolel on Monday. That's what they told me. I said, what do you mean? He said, we have uh, Ben Azmanim. Ben Azmanim is like the off, off time of the yeshiva, of the kolel. 
we have the Ben Azmanim, and we don't have a, we don't have a place where to learn. And of course, we paid the paid the kolel. We paid the we paid for the kolel. And what happened was like this. What happened was it was a Wednesday, and I automatically said it was it needed. It was it needed. How many people? We opened up, literally, for the summer Benazmanim Kolel, opened up, maybe, we had 37 people on, like, registered to come. We ended up probably having about 50. Shalom, you were here? You saw the action? Katash, you saw the action over here? You saw how pumping it was, the Torah was wild. And when did it start? It started two days. And how? How did it start? I just put my foot forward. It was a, I, I thought it out a little bit. I said, this is a very big need. It needs to be done. This is what Hashem wants. I put my foot forward a little bit. And I could promise you, I could promise you, the money came like a snap of a finger. We paid over 30 grand like this. Like, like how did it happen? You did, you did your part. Mitzvah, go to the mitzvah. It needs to be done. It has to be done. Of course, what happened was, I'll tell you exactly what happened. What happened was, there was a fellow that told me that he wanted his, he wanted everybody, he said he'll cover 30% if, if I, I could cover 70%. That was the deal. So once I had that push, I said, Hashem, this is a need. It has to be done. I'm not thinking about anything else. I said, okay. And everything came forward. You understand when there's a, a, when there's a, 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 a step forward, there's always a meshicha that Hashem will mesayeh you. There's always a, a a way where Hashem will always pull you through, always pull you through. Yeah, you know I was in Lakewood this week, and I saw a rabbi. His name is Rabbi Yafi. He's almost eighty years old. I was sitting there, and I said. How long are you learning for? He said, I'm learning since I'm 12 years old. That's what he says. In Gemara, from 12 years old, I'm talking about Torah, everything. I told him, what happened? He said, when I put my foot forward and I decided that this is what I was going to do, he says, you should see the Siatad Dishmaya that I got, how every Rebbe of mine, every Rabbi of mine, came through exactly at that point of my life. Boom, 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 boom. Until it became a great, 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 great kaham. But what is it? It's the initiative. It's the initiative. But there's one thing also that you have to understand. And that is, what does the Pasuk say? Veshavita Shivyo. What does that mean, Veshavita Shivyo? What does that mean, Veshavita Shivyo? Shavita comes from the word, the, the Shoresh is, the Shoresh is, Lashevit. The Gaon Mivilna says, the Gaon Mivilna says that the way it works is if Hasva Shalom, a person is not constantly going up, Hasva Shalom, it's not, it's not like you can stay still. It's either up or down. Life is like an escalator. You know, the escalator, I told you this when I was a little boy, you know, you go on the escalator, you, I used to run the opposite way. You know, I'm talking about the, of the escalators going this way. I was like, oh, run the opposite way. I mean, you could just imagine running as a kid going up the opposite way, going, Choo! 
Now, if you stop, think about it, the escalator is going down. And now you're going the opposite way of the escalator going up. Now, if you stop, what happens to you? You automatically go down. How do you have to do it? Oh, up and up and up and up and up. One of the ways to conquer yourself with the Yetzirah is what? Constantly pushing. Pushing forward more and more and more and more. Doing more and more and more. Having more self-control. Even that, more self-control. Alright? Some of this is difficult. We went right now to an engagement, right? Right before this. And at the engagement, they came up with uh, Lachmajin, with the tahine on top, and they had lemon on It was like everything was like the next level of, of, of the way it presented itself. So I'm with Avi. I say, Avi, it doesn't tempt you? Like, it doesn't tempt you? You know, think about it. He didn't touch, he didn't touch a, a, a thing. I was like, Avi, did you eat dinner? He said, no. I was like, but this doesn't tempt you to have a piece? You don't want to have a piece? He says, no. I said, in the beginning it was hard, then it, then I, then it stopped. What, 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 what I'm trying to say. He's able to control himself, right? He's able to control himself. Right now, I don't need it. I don't need it. So if I don't need it, I'm not going to have it. Sometimes when it comes to food, it's very difficult. You have uh, such good food. You're going to say no to food. Who says no to food? It's an even, do I need it or don't I need it? If you need it, eat it. If you don't need it, you don't need it. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. But what? In the beginning, it was tough. In the beginning, it takes about a few weeks to get used to these things, to have self-control on things that you can't. And then if they get used to it, it becomes easy. Like, example, me with the fried, right? I always tell you about the fried, right? I haven't been eating fried in eight years. To be honest, it's not even a test for me anymore. It doesn't even tempt me anymore. In the beginning, it was tough. Now, it's, I don't even have a temptation for it. It's the same thing with everything in life. If you conquer it in the beginning, little by little, it won't be hard, as hard anymore. You understand? I'll give you an example. Waking up in the morning. A lot of times a guy would say, sometimes a guy would come over to me and say, Rabbi, I can't wake up in the morning at 7 o'clock in the morning to pray uh, uh, shaharit in the morning. It's very difficult. I can't wake up in the morning, early in the morning, to learn at 6.15, and then after that, Rabbi, it's too hard for me. Then I told this certain God that I'm thinking in my, in my mind, I told him, try it for two weeks, do or die, no matter what happens. He tried it out for two weeks. He said it was the hardest two weeks ever. But after those two weeks, he got into a rhythm. A week, another week. Now it's like automatic. Automatic. In the beginning it's hard, but at the end of the day, it gets easier and easier. Even learning. Sometimes a person says, get, get involved with learning. Sometimes it might, might be difficult to open up a Gemara for the first time and continue and, and, and break your teeth on it. But you know, I'm not going to give up. Every day, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to do it. I'm going to review the page. I'm going to review it. Take that page of Gemara, review it again and again until you master it. You'll feel so good about yourself. You'll feel so good. I know a page of Gemara. You review it again and again and again and again until you know by heart. And you're able to read it and you're able to teach it even. In the beginning it's hard. But at the end, you get used to it. It might be difficult. But at the end, it'll pay off. It's the same thing. Every diet. Every person that wants to be on a diet. In the beginning it's very difficult. It's very hard. We're used to eating everything that we see. Now all of a sudden, what happens? I have to be on a diet. I can't eat this cholesterol. I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. It's very hard. But try it if you do it for two weeks. 
I'll never forget, it was my first year in Israel. And I went to Yechaveh Da'at, it's a shul in Harnof, and Ham David Yosef was giving a shi'ur. And Ham David got up there, and I'll never forget, I was 18, 18 years old, and he said as follows. He said, the kavanot that you have to have when you're saying the Shema. Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Hakeno, Hashem, Ahad. I remember till today what he said. Shema Yisrael, Kabel, Vaven Yisrael. Understand Yisrael. Hashem, which is Yudke Vavke, which is Adon HaKol, Hu Ayahu, Oveh, Behu Yiyeh. Elokeinu, Elokei Shalano, our God. Baal, Bayechol, Takif, Bayechol, Baal, Kukulo. He's very, very powerful, does anything he wants. I'm the same Kavanah, Ehad. Aleph is one, Yahid Muhad, one and only. Chet is eight, stands for seven heavens above Hashem's control and seven above above, and one on the, on the earth. And Da'al is for four corners of the earth, north, south, east, and west. That's four. Hashem's in control of the whole, everything. He says, this is the Kavanah you have to have every time you're going to say Shema. That's what he says. So the person might say, oh, it's too hard, I can't do it. He says, don't worry. Do it for two weeks. It'll be hard for the first two weeks. After that, you'll break into it. It'll be much, 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 much more easier. It's the same thing with everything in life. Why am I telling you this? Because we have about two weeks. About two weeks to Rosh Hashanah. You realize that? About two weeks to Rosh Hashanah. Could you believe it? You believe such a thing? About two weeks to Rosh Hashanah. About 15 days, 16 days to Rosh Hashanah. Take upon yourself that's a little bit difficult. A little bit. Not so hard. A little bit. Break it for the next week. Whatever you're thinking about. Break it for the next two weeks, but strong till the end. Sometimes a person isn't in the habit of making bracha. I'm giving you an example. Every time I'm with the guy, he doesn't say bracha. Oh, sorry, Rabbi, I forgot. Oh, sorry, Rabbi, I forgot. Every time I'm with you, I always forget. What's going on? When I'm not with you, what are you going to do? <laughs> so what do you do these two weeks? Consciousness. My bracha, every time, let's say, I'm make shakol, I'm going to have it with kavanah. I'm not going to say, no, 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 no. These two weeks... I'm going to be conscious with my bracha of shako. That's what I'm going to take upon myself. Let's say I'm giving an example. And that will lead to more things like we said in mitzvah, whatever mitzvah, it'll lead to more things, it'll lead to more things. How many times will we open this in the, in the, in the shul itself? Will we open up a program? I'll never forget, I was standing on East, a, East 9th Avenue T and I saw two, two teenagers there. And I told these two teenagers, it was, uh, you, remember, you remember that or no? You're, he's sitting in the back because he remembers because he's, he's part of the teenage group. Listen what happened. I, I, were you at that corner? Oh no, he's not there. I remember he was the Gada brothers. I'll never forget. I go to them, I say, listen boys, I'm going to hook you up with a crazy dinner, some burgers and, and, and fries and wings and poppers and this and that and every sauce that you can imagine and every drink that you can imagine. Come. But you got to bring two friends. This is all I did. So I did. I will come Sunday night, Sunday night, 8 o'clock. I'll be there Sunday night, 8 o'clock. They came. We were there. We were sitting there. It led to 20 teenagers coming every Shabbat. It led to 20 teenagers coming every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to learn Torah every night. That's what it led to. What? How? Just start a little bit. Do something. But don't go out of the and not take anything upon yourself. Take upon yourself. Think what you want to do. The best thing is to think what you want to work on. Think what you want to work on and build on that. 
And build on that. Because when you build on something like that, you'll see things will happen afterwards as well. New things and open up, open up, open up, open up. And where do we see all this? From this week's parasha. It started with Shiloh HaKen. It speaks of, Who is your Oyev? The Oyev we're talking about is Yetzirah. He's always going to try to stop you. And what's your mission? Tetzir, go out and fight him. Say, I will fight you. You have to be active to fight the Yetzirah. You can't be passive with him. With this guy, you cannot be passive. The Gemara says he's like a fly. You know what a fly is? A fly, you go, you, 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 ever, you ever have like you're eating a sandwich and all of a sudden a fly comes, you're like, ah, get out of here, stinking fly. And all of a sudden you, you shoo him away, two seconds later you have another bite of your sandwich and he comes back again, ah, get out of here. Until you must say, this fly is driving me crazy, just kill him already. And he's going and whacking him, you can't get him. Finally get the, you get a wild thing, that, that. Then finally bottom one of those like a laser thing. This is you're trying to assist the guy. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. The, the Gemara says that the Yetzirah is like a fly. He's always going to try to get you. Ah, I got him now. I got him now. I got him now. He's like, no, I won. So that's why I say you got to be always active. You got to be on your game 24-7. Your game is on 24-7. When do you have the rest? After 120 years. Chill all you want after 120 then you chill, you relax. Hadid. This world? It's a milchama. It's a war. It's a war. If I tell you 120 years, fight the battle of the war. Do it. It's worth it. Because the reward is so great. But you have to know that you're in a war. Because if you don't know you're in a war, that he's always he says, going to try to fight you, You'll always be passive and you're okay, relax, okay, okay, relax. No, it's not relax. You gotta act. You gotta be active. Tell the guy, come night to, to learn at nights every night. Oh, wait, it's too hard. Of course it's too hard. What do you think? Everything you want, you want Ganem to be easy? You want, you, want to do, you want to get close to Hashem just like that? It's not about a finger? You gotta work for it. So let it be hard. I mean, it's not hard to make money, it's not hard to do this, it's not hard, but you do it. No, when it comes to that, I know, I know if I can wake up that early. I know if I tell you I have a meeting every single day with Walmart, and they tell you, you know, I had a friend walk out on Wall Street. He tells me every single morning he had to be there six thirty, six fifty. I don't know what he had to do. I, oh, that that he could do, but to come to me at six thirty, no. What's the difference? What's the difference? You know what the difference is? The difference is because you have to acknowledge the fact there's a milchama going on, and you got to be a warrior and fight it. Can't just waste time. One time they went to Rabbi Victor Miller and told him, what's the biggest sin? He said, wasting your life. Just wasting your life go by. Making nothing out of yourself. Make something out of yourself. Sit there, this Rosh Hashanah, and stop before Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, you know what Rosh Hashanah stands for? Rosh Hashinui. You know what Shinui is? Shinui is change. It's the beginning of change. But you can't walk into Rosh Hashanah and say, okay, I'm ready to change. What'd you do? I bought my new suit, Rabbi. Look, <laughs> can I say Shekhar? <laughs> no, you gotta be and You gotta prep Hashem. What are you coming in with? What are you coming in with? Tell me, what are you gonna come in in two weeks? You're gonna stand the day of judgment. The God's gonna judge you, life or death. Why should He give you life? For what reason? Every second that you're breathing, He's giving you life. Why should He give you another year? Why? Tell me why. You have an answer? Okay, you have an answer, but you don't have answers. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? No, I'm not going to say anything. So you're being passive. 
So you want to play the passive game? Play the passive game. Or you want to be active and say, you know what, this year I'm going to do some changes. And you sit there, the next contemplate and say, how am I going to improve? How am I going to improve? How? There's a person sitting in the back and he told me, he said, I used to drink uh, alcohol a little bit. I used to this. And he says, I stopped everything. I said, what gave you the motivation? He says, because a life without resistance isn't fun. You like that? Life without resistance is not fun. If you can't be in control every second of your life, you're not really living life. You're living a, a hefked life. You know Napoleon? I love this story with a passion, this Napoleon story. Such an awesome story. Such a good story. Such a... I have a Napoleon. Napoleon, he was going to... He told one of his guys, conquer, 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 conquer. And then he told him, conquer this place. And this place was like totally off. He says, why do you want that place? Like it's a little small hick down and, and 25 miles out of the way. Because they make good cigars. Oh, that's why, yeah, and I like the tobacco over there. So they went, they conquered it. The chief general came back after they conquered it. Came to Napoleon. Rolled the hand, rolled the cigar for himself. Gave it to him. He says, this is for the general Napoleon. Here you go. Napoleon took it out of his mouth and cracked it. What? He says, Napoleon controls the cigar. The cigar doesn't control Napoleon. You know what that is? That's called living. That's called life. I'm in control of my life. Not any pleasure that I have in my face, that's going to control my life. Every, any pleasure comes into your face, oh, I have to go. My friends call me up, we got to go. You have no resi- resi- resilience. You have nothing, zero. You can't control your life. Oh, wake up in the morning. I can't wake up in the morning. You what? You can't control your life? You, 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 you're controlled by your passion and you're controlled by your desires and you're controlled by everything else in the world? How come you can't control your life? Well, it's about to start. You got to start living. That's living. Where you could say, tomorrow, I'm re- tonight, tomorrow, I'm ready to start living. And how you live, it's self-control. One of the things is self-control. Not to overeat. It's sometimes difficult. I understand. It's something very difficult. Not to overeat. And not to, to eat healthy. Right? I'm, 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 got, I'm, I'm talking to myself more. You know what I'm saying? It's all the time. It get, gets crazy. I don't know. I, I go to parties because I'm, 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 I'm the rabbi. So I'm getting invited to this engagement party, that engagement party. Come to this wedding. Come to that bris. So in the, in the morning I'm in the bris. In the, in the night I'm at an engagement party. A little later on I'm going to a wedding. So everybody gets offended. Oh, all right, please take some of this, take some of that. You have to, you have to look control. You know how many, you know how many uh, cakes and cookies and this and that. And Rabbi, right, take a shot with me. Come on, guys. Before I know, I'm taking five shots. I'm, I'm, I'm going home drunk. Uh, Rabbi, what you got? You, know, you have to have that. So you have to have that self control. You have to have that self control. Yes, that's called living. You want to live? This is living. When you are in control, when you have self control, when you have discipline. You ever hear that word before? Discipline. How do you think anybody becomes successful? You need discipline. If you don't have discipline, then what do you want to do? Every job, you have the guy, every job, he can't hold the job. Why can't he hold the job? Why can't he hold the job? You know why they can't hold the job? Because he's not disciplined. And the owner knows it. The boss knows it. 
Get out of here. You come late once, you come late twice, you want to take off, you want another vacation, you came from a vacation, now you want another vacation from the vacation. By the time the guy's finished, forget about it. What, what happened? Because he doesn't have the discipline, doesn't have the right st- stamina to go and say, this is what I'm doing, nobody's stopping me, I will do this from the beginning till the end. Finished! Finished! And that's this week's parasha teaching you. Keith said, you must leave. You must go out. You must be active. You're fighting a war with the Yetzirara. And everybody has his own war. You have your own war. I have my own war. And we have to be with our foot down. We have to be stubborn. You know they say, Am Orev. The nation is stubborn. You ever hear that word before? The Amisel is a stubborn nation. Am Orev. Yeah, we're stubborn not to do sin. That's what we're stubborn about. We're stubborn. I'll never do a sin. What are you going to do, Yetzirara? I am stubborn. Yeah, they call me I'm stubborn. But you have to use the stubbornness for the right way. What's the right way? I'm stubborn. I won't never do Avera. And you're never going to get me to do Avera. What are you going to do about it? And be active in going on and forward and forward and put another forward. And remember the lesson that we said. It's mitzvah. Gored mitzvah. It came Shiloh HaKen. It came the, then the Torah speaks about building a house. Then the Torah, why? Hashem gave you opportunity to build a house. Now comes another mitzvah of what? Of Ma'akeh, of building a fence. Why mitzvah? If you do that, if you work a little bit, little by little, step by step, you'll see siyata tishmaya, guaranteed. I used to go to Revolba Shurim every Saturday night, Mosei Shabbat, for almost a year and change. You know, most of 90, 90% of Shurim, this is what was it about. That's what I kept on saying again and again. Ed says it all the time. Be hard. you want to be hard, But you got to start thinking, how am I improving my ways? Everybody has to improve his ways. Take something that you want to improve on and say, this I'm improving on. Hashem, this I'm going on my list. And this is what I'm showing you. This is how I'm going to improve. And like this, Hashem says, wow, not only am I going to give you life, I'm going to make sure you're going to be such a bracha you can't even imagine. Because the Yeshua Hashem is keheref ayin. With a split of a finger, snap of a finger, Yeshua Hashem, boom, before you know it. And that's this, this is exactly why it speaks before Speak of change. Active. Don't stay like on the escalator going down and down. Go up on the escalator, go up and up. And when you put your foot forward, Hashem will will pull you towards Him and you'll see. You'll see more and more coming through your Siyat Adishmaya. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com